Welcome to Car Church in the Second Act Ministry, where we discover stories of light and hope, where every moment is a chance to gain clarity in God's plan for your life. Let's dive in. Meeting an NFL player in Israel on the bus. My wife and I were fortunate enough to visit Israel in 2020 prior to COVID. We arrived in Tel Aviv after an exhausting flight with multiple connections due to bad weather and delays. Additionally, they lost our luggage. We were meeting a group from our church that day. We spent the night in a town called Netanya, just above uh, Tel Aviv. We left the next morning and headed to the Sea of Galilee. Um, One of our first stops was Caesarea by the Sea. Now, Caesarea by the Sea is historically significant for Christians due to its association with several events and figures in the New Testament. Here are some of the key events that make it significant to Christians. The spread of Christianity. Caesarea served as a major center of Roman power and influence in Judea during the first century AD. This made it an important hub for the spread of Christianity as it was a place where people from different backgrounds and religions could interact. Several early Christian leaders, including Paul the Apostle, lived or preached in Caesarea, contributing to the growth of the Christian movement. Number two, Peter's vision and the conversion of the Gentiles. In the Bible in Acts 10, Peter has a vision while he's staying in Caesarea. In the vision, he is instructed to share the gospel with Cornelius. And Cornelius is a centurion Roman army leader. This vision marks a significant turning point uh, for the early church. It demonstrates that God's message is for all people, not just the Jews. Paul's arrest and imprisonment is number three, and that's in Acts 23. Paul the Apostle is arrested in Caesarea after being accused of blasphemy against the Jewish law. He is imprisoned in the city for two years, during which time he writes several letters to the churches that he had established. This period of imprisonment was a challenging time for Paul, but also provided him with an opportunity to reflect on his faith and share his message with others. Number four, Paul's appeal to Caesar. After his release from prison, Paul appeals to the Roman emperor, Caesar, in order to challenge the unjust treatment he has received at the hands of the Jewish authorities. He travels to Rome to make his appeal, and Caesarea serves as the starting point of his journey. These events and figures associated with Caesarea underscore its importance in the early history of the Christian church. The city's role in the spread of the gospel the growth of the Christian leadership, and the expansion of the Christian message across different cultures and backgrounds make it a significant site. We took a bus together with a group of people we'd met up from with church. And while we were there um, at Caesarea by the Sea, I noticed that there was a couple that was trying to figure out how to take a picture of some of the uh, Roman ruins in the background. I offered to take their picture, and they agreed, and I took their picture, and they were very kind and um, thanked me, and I just went on about checking out Caesarea by the Sea, which was really just an amazing thing to see and and be a part of. There were two different buses that we had on our tour, and there were about 40 people on our bus. Now, we were still in our clothes from the day before, and being wise travelers, we 
brought a few changes of undergarments in our backpacks in case our luggage was ever lost, which this time it was. So we had clean undergarments, but a plane ride and our day before clothes on. We made the best of it. We were in Israel and we were walking out the Bible. Upon arriving at our hotel, my wife and I did the best we could to freshen up before going down to our evening group dinner. We had approximately 80 of us in total. And we sat down and at a table and introduced my wife and we had a great meal with everyone at our table. One of the couples at our table mentioned, uh, have you seen Steve Largent and his wife? And I immediately thought, Steve Largent? He's a retired NFL football player and a congressman. And I said, is he here? And one of the couples sitting next to me said, yeah, he, he attends our church. And I said, really? And they said, yeah. I said, well, I hope I get to meet him while I'm here. And uh, that guy was an awesome football player, and I would just love to, to meet him and get to talk to him. And one of the other couples uh, next to me said, you already have. And I said, what? And they said, yeah, we saw you taking a picture for him and his wife today at Caesarea by the Sea. And I said, oh, my gosh, I wasn't even paying attention. They said, he also sits right next to you uh, on the bus uh, for our tour. So the next day, I would go introduce myself to him and to his wife, and we would end up sitting together for lunch, and he and his wife were very nice and great down-to-earth people. It all sounds so simple. All of our life, um, God is also right in front of us. He's all around us, beside us, and we don't even notice him, or sometimes we choose not to. It's hard for us to realize that God is omnipresent, meaning all around us. It's a stretch to believe in something we can't see, although we do it every day. We feel the wind, but we can't see the wind or see where it comes from. We breathe in oxygen, but we can't see it. We pick up a small block every day and tap on the screen and hit send, not seeing anything happen, but magically it connects to someone and we're able to transfer our voice and our picture with no cords. This, of course, is our phone. We have a magic box in our house that connects to our devices, our computers, our phones, our TVs with no cords, and it transmits all sorts of data. The truth is there's a book that works even better that has no cords attached to it, and it's a, getting information from something a million times more powerful than our supercomputers. It has no cords, but it has eternal life, and it's a gift and it's God. See, God is attached to the Bible. The Bible is God's word for us. It's his love story for us. He loves each and every one of us, and he wants nothing but good things for us and for our lives. We may choose to veer off path on occasion and end up uh, in the stickers or at a dead end, but God can reroute our lives and get us back on track for his plan and purpose for our lives. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I hope you consider making the decision today to get back on track with God's plan for your life. He loves you. He cares for you. He hasn't forgotten you. He has a plan and a purpose and an adventure for your life. I want to share something simple yet powerful with you. Life can be tough, 
full of ups and downs, but there's always hope. This hope comes from Jesus. Choosing to follow him changes everything. It's not just about what happens after we leave this world. It's about finding peace and your purpose right now. If your heart is looking for more, that's Jesus inviting you into a life filled with love and peace. He says, come to me, all who are tired and carry heavy loads, and I will give you rest. It's a call to start the most important journey of your life. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.